Good morning, apes. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Monday here after this beautiful holiday week and holiday weekend. Actually, the holidays are still going on today. What am I talking about? It's a beautiful Cyber Monday over here at the Daily Shield Global Headquarters. Uh, with that said, as you guys know, it is Monday, November 27th, 2023. It is currently 1025 a.m. Uh, we are going to be going over the stuff from this weekend, from this Black Friday, all the news that came out on that day and what came along with it. Now, we are getting things off to a rather hard st hot start here this week with markets barely moving at all. Um, so definitely still keeping up that theme for this weekend from the holiday week. You know, not a whole lot goes on during the holidays and everything, but still, we got some news to cover. We got a lot of fun stuff going on. It is still the holidays, as we mentioned earlier, uh, so we're going to have to dive into that here. Before we do, I mean, shout out to Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this, but I, I think I have Dunkin' Donuts every single time I come live here with you guys. Might be the best coffee in America. I mean, that might be a bold take. Let me know how wrong I am if you disagree. But I don't know about you. Nothing nothing better than Dunkin'. My life certainly does run on Dunkin', and I think America does too. I don't know if you've heard. But either way, we can go ahead and dive into the news of the day. Now that we're done talking about my obsession with Dunkin' Donuts here. Really, the only major news going on today was really just the Black Friday sales numbers. This really isn't even news, actually, because it's not really... Uh, things still haven't been kind of quantified or uh, confirmed just yet, I guess is the best kind of term for us. There's a lot of data providers with a lot of different information floating around out there, but we'll dive into some Adobe estimates, basically the preliminary data. We also got some strong moves from names like iRobot, Fisker, and other names like NVIDIA, the solar stocks, and all that good stuff. Turns out it is possible for NVIDIA shares to go down. That was news to me. I'm sure it will be to you as well. Then, of course, digital assets saw, have uh, seen quite a lot of volatility this year in both that both directions, both going up as well as going down. Fortunately for traders this weekend, that direction was mostly going up, and we'll definitely dive into that as well. Looks like a return to the moon might be in the cards. Of course, Friday was a half day. Markets closed at 1 p.m. I didn't know what to do with myself after that point in the day. I pretty much just sat in my room and cried, thought about all the trades that I would be placing if it was possible for me to do so. But of course it wasn't, so you know we all just kind of suffered along together. But still, equities, they barely moved at all. Very boring day, as is typical for after Thanksgiving. Very low volume. Traders are actually spending time with their families for once. I think some traders on Wall Street even learned the names of their kids this weekend. So that was obviously some great stuff to see, some positive family developments in that sense. But because of that, not a whole lot of volume, not a lot of activity. It's pretty much only those first, second, third year traders that are unfortunate enough to be working at these big Wall Street firms that had to go into the office and actually place trades for the day. But... WSO Alpha, we still managed to put it together. Those room temperature IQs over there still managed to drive a 0.18% update. I mean, you know, certainly better than flat. Not a whole lot going on. One day still is very difficult to judge a portfolio based on that. So instead of just following along to the daily updates, definitely go ahead and check out the actual site itself. Maybe get in on the action. You never know. Blind squirrel catches an up. Maybe we'll get lucky once in a while. Either way, those guys over there, room temperature IQ really is the best way to describe them. And we can't wait to start making fun of them once the equity research reports really launch and fall in about a month or so. Uh, Treasuries also had a super boring day as well. No surprise there. Yields did kind of rise for absolutely no reason at all because I guess traders got to trade something. When you're this addicted to the rush, you got to push something higher. And I guess on Friday, that was treasury yields instead of the stocks in my portfolio. Those seem to have a really fun addiction to just going lower, though I'm not a huge fan of it personally. It's definitely uh, entertaining for, you know, if I was a... Uh, if I was living in some sort of simulation, like what's that movie called where the guy where Jim Carrey is, uh, you know, his life is on TV. It definitely would be entertaining in that sense. But either way, let's get back to some real news instead of talking about movies that I can't remember the title of. 
So last week's real holiday, continuing into today, I mean, really was a holiday weekend with all the spending going on. Welcome to the United States of America, where our national pastime is swiping credit cards, throwing dollar bills, and doing anything we can to reduce the amount of money in our bank accounts. Now, on Friday, of course, this was the Black Friday holiday. It's one of the best days of the year for pretty much all Americans. It's when uh, the holiday shopping season really starts for Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. We certainly don't care as long as you're out there contributing to the economy. Now, like we said, Friday was only a half day. Markets only traded to one, so it wasn't a whole lot of time for uh, markets to actually respond. Black Friday, all the shopping trends that go along with that is a good proxy for consumer spending. And so what did we see? Let's dive into it. Well, first and foremost, it's important to note that there's a bunch of different data going around that absolutely contradicts each other because, like we said, this data was collected in pretty much real time. It hasn't been refined, confirmed, corroborated by any means at all. But there were other data providers out there like MasterCard and others, but we thought that they might be a little bit biased towards their own information and kind of the old stuff going on with their cards. So we went with the Adobe data. Definitely could be completely wrong on that, but either way, let's go in and check things out. First, this was quite the surprise, quite the surprising fact to know. Over the entire four-day holiday weekend of shopping, that is Black Friday to Cyber Monday, the absolute peak spending time is tonight, Cyber Monday, eight to nine p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's about eleven p.m. to midnight over here on the East Coast, where the Day the Peel Global Headquarters is based out of. Obviously, the location out of the schools, but it is over on the East Coast. So it's interesting to see that. I'm sure it's a combination of you know Californians buying things like more weed or more you know, chalices, whatever the hell they use out there in California. While us over on the East Coast, we're getting into those wee hours of the night where nothing good is going on. The only fat subscriptions are certainly going higher, and we don't even want to know what else people are going to be spending their money on during that time period. But I'm sure it's nothing good. Either way, let's go down into some of the data that we highlighted. So on Friday alone, total U.S. retail sales, now this is all online and brick and mortar, increased about 2.5% nominally from last year. None of this is inflation adjusted, unfortunately. So Depending on what you use for the inflation figure, whether you go with uh, November's reading, December's reading, it's clearly a decline in real dollar spending from last year. Obviously not too exciting to see that. But what we did see was a 7.5% spike for 2022 in terms of online spending, up to about $9.8 billion according to Adobe. Uh, a lot of that stuff we'll dive into in just a minute with some of the Adobe data, but it's interesting to see where people are actually spending that money on. Now, global online sales totaled $70.9 billion, an 8% jump from last year meaning we saw growth outside the United States a little bit stronger. That definitely makes sense as smartphone penetration and general kind of uh, internet penetration outside the U.S. definitely occurs at a higher rate. So that's not a surprise to see that by any means. What was a bit of a surprise was that according to Adobe's data, this might be the first year in which, more, or, or in which most online spending was done on mobile rather than on desktop or anything else. I mean, I heard that people prefer to typically browse on their laptop, like, when you're going to purchase something but you don't know what you're going to get, typically you'll open up your desktop as it's easier browsing. But if you know what you're going to get, you'll just go on your phone, go to Amazon, three clicks, and it'll be bought. And on your way with that two-day free shipping, I mean, that really is the greatest innovation or invention in society since the discovery of fire, at least I would say. Uh, but so that was a really interesting development to see. It seems like a lot of people know what they want rather than are going on and browsing nowadays. Now, $10 billion more billion is expected to have been spent this weekend, with another $12 billion expected to be spent today. That is an absolute... I, I did the statistical calculations, by the way. That is confirmed to be a fuck ton of money, $31.8 billion. When you average it out, it doesn't really seem like all too much, about $9.23. But then you remember that over one-fifth of the population is children. They're probably not out here spending money. I mean, 
your ungrateful kids definitely aren't going out there and buying you presents. I'm an ungrateful child myself, so I certainly won't be buying anything from my parents. Shout out to mom and dad that definitely are going to be shooting me a text message after hearing this. But either way, this is a huge quarter for retailers. I mean, they really do rely on this. This is when most of the spending gets done. It's the biggest driver going into next year. It allows for a lot of uh, uh, capex and other investment planning to go on if it is a strong quarter. And of course, as it relates to the macro economy, 65-70% of GDP in any given year is going to be driven by consumer spending. So if we see a weak holiday quarter, it's going to be a weak GDP print, just to let you know right off the bat. So if you don't want to see a weak GDP print, go out there, buy gifts, spend all the money that you have. Feel free to send them over here to the Daily Peel Global Headquarters. We're definitely pro-receiving gifts, not necessarily giving. Maybe if my portfolio actually starts to go up, though it might be a little bit more generous, but please donate to the fund. Help us out. Uh, we would really love to see it. Now, keep in mind, it is Cyber Monday. There's some sweet deals going on. Feel free to hop off this live stream, but if and only if you're going to go uh, take advantage of some sweet deals out there. I mean, I saw Dyson vacuums that typically go for like 550 down to like 350 I thought that was pretty sweet, but I'm sure there's some other absolute degeneracy out there going on. Definitely let us know if you find any sweet deals, and we might shout you out tomorrow. Moving on, speaking of sweet deals, iRobot is definitely trying to be part of a sweet deal that a lot of antitrust regulators around the world weren't exactly keen on. So if you guys don't remember, Amazon is trying to buy the Roomba maker iRobot. That's pretty much their only product is that, you know, weird little vacuum cleaner that goes around your house and probably maps out the entire floor plan just so that robots have an easier time when they do have an uprising and revolutionize against the rest of us. But either way, it looks like that EU regulators are going to approve this deal to go through. I mean, I love that nobody cares about any actual deals that are going on. Like the one that we picked here with Salesforce and Slack last year, this is getting way more attention than that deal did from antitrust regulators. I mean, yeah, let's not talk about the absolute monopolization of online retail sales or of digital marketing by companies like Facebook, Google, and Amazon. Let's focus on the Roomba maker. I mean, Tom Haverford in Parks and Rec, he did have one of the greatest innovations that's happened in vacuums. You know, since the invention of Dyson way back in the day with the DJ Roomba product, no word if Amazon is going to be continuing to sell that, but we certainly hope they will be. And if they do, we'll probably buy five or six for absolutely no reason at all, just to keep contributing to this economy. Moving on down below, we actually did see Fisker go up. I know, I couldn't believe it either. Many people were reaching out. How did this thing go up? I said, I had no idea, but now we know. So essentially what happened is that uh, things weren't as bad as they were expected to be. So as the absolute bare minimum, this company actually managed to file their quarterly report. Basically, they had come out and reported that it was going to be delayed due to some internal control errors. That is kind of the worst thing that investors can hear is that your internal controls aren't great. It smells like fraud. It definitely feels like fraud. Obviously, nobody wants to be a part of that. But essentially, all it was was a $20 million charge that was booked as an operating expense. Should have been part of cons. Quite honestly, that seems very bullshitty to me. It seems like that might be a papered over excuse because uh, why would you freak out that much over a $20 million charge? Really doesn't seem to make a whole lot of difference at all. Definitely stay tuned on this one as it seems like something might be going on under the hood. No pun intended. Moving on down below to NVIDIA. Yes, it is possible for the stock to go down. I was just as surprised as you were. Despite what we had heard from one of the wisest head fund managers in the world, in Dave Portnoy, uh, he did tell us that stocks only go up. I believe that. I believe that my entire life. But this NVIDIA trade seems, you know, it seems like it might be some kind of error in terms of the price movement. I don't really know what's going on. But shares fell nearly 2% thanks to a totally non-savory relationship with China. Now, essentially what's going on here is, once again, just another iteration of the US and China beef over high-tech products like chips and other things like that to get power kind of AI systems. And so essentially what NVIDIA has to do 
in order to get around these export controls is create brand new kind of chips that are specialized just to come under the threshold of what's restricted to not be able to be sent over to China. They want to make these chips as powerful as possible and still fall under that threshold so that they're able to still be able to be sent over into China, essentially creating a totally different line of products for them. We found out those are going to be delayed till next year. Shares down 1.93%. Not the most exciting news in the world, but like we said, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Really nothing is going on besides hanging over on the toilet and trying to recover for the day prior. But speaking of trying to recover for the day prior, solar stocks are definitely going to be doing that today. I mean, we saw bond yields continue to rise on Friday. Again, there was no real reason for it. People just seemed a little bit antsy and wanted something to go off as we're all pretty much addicted to the rush. And so we got to get the rush from somewhere. On Friday, that was from Treasury yields. Yields go up, solar stocks go down because everything related to solar and clean energy is going to rely on credit. So when those rates are going to go higher, demand is obviously going to go down. All right, and moving on down below, speaking of going back to the moon, just like Treasury yields are doing up there, we saw some strong movement from Bitcoin here over this weekend. So now the highest price ever received by Bitcoin was $68,789, and I believe 63 cents. That was back on November 10th, 2021 about two years and two weeks ago. So being at around $38,189 like Bitcoin was this weekend isn't exactly going back to the moon, but it's certainly going back in that direction. We're still 44% off those highs, but still, like I said, moving in the right direction, at least if you're a crypto bull out there. Actually, let's go ahead and just check what exactly Bitcoin is at right now. 36935 Let's go ahead and click on that price chart. See what's going on down here. Now, this doesn't look pretty. Keep in mind, it's only 24 hours. Last seven days have definitely been a lot better. Last 14 days, even better. Let's go up three months. I mean, look at that. We're headed right back to the moon. I mean, I have absolutely no idea why. Definitely don't ask me. The only thing that seems to make any possible sense whatsoever is the momentum around these ETFs. There was no huge news around this this week or this weekend. Really hasn't been in quite a bit, but uh, traders have basically getting been getting more and more convinced all year that regulators are showing an, an increased willingness to be able to uh, kind of accept these things, or if not an increased willingness, just a decreased hatred of spot Bitcoin ETFs. There already are Bitcoin future ETFs out there, meaning you can buy an ETF that tracks Bitcoin's future prices. However, for whatever reason, there is one for the spot market, and the SEC hasn't really given a good explanation as to why. So, of course, these firms like Black Market Fidelity are trying to get in on that, because as I'm sure you can imagine, the demand for that is absolutely enormous. Now, a big reason for the lack of adoption of crypto or the lack of kind of exposure by institutional investors is because you're not going to get some 65-year-old with $5 million in his bank account to go and open a MetaMask wallet or buy a ledger and remember a 24-word passphrase in order just to get in on his money. you got to make it easier for these people, and that's exactly what these ETFs are going to do. So because of that and because of the implied demand to come along with that, it looks like these price movements are getting a little bit front-ran. So... Not to mention that names like BlackRock and Fidelity, in order to even offer these spot ETFs, they're going to have to buy up hordes of Bitcoin themselves. Obviously, that positive action is going to push prices higher. And we're sure some wise traders out here are trying to get in on that action before uh, the spot ETFs actually become a thing. Obviously, that's still very much up in the air. We don't know if that's actually going to happen. But traders definitely have liked to see it so far, and we'll see how it continues to go. So there doesn't really seem to be any legitimate kind of legal precedent for the SEC to reject something like this. But of course, it is the government, so they always find creative ways to fuck around and fuck things up. Definitely stay tuned on that because there's a bag at hand and you got to get your hands in on that. So let's go ahead and finish off with the quote of the day. This is from Andreas M. Antonopoulos. He's a Bitcoin executive, I believe a Bitcoin uh, enthusiast. I mean, that's the 
weirdest terminology I could possibly imagine to consider as your professional career is that you're an enthusiast of something, but hey, we don't hate because he said Bitcoin is a hedge against the cashless society and the surveillance state. You know, take that as you will. It's a little bit dystopian over there. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Maybe it is a, a hedge against a cashless society and a surveillance state. That definitely gets me a little bit scared as to where the world is actually going to be going. But either way, apparently Bitcoin is going to be coming with us. All right. And that finishes off the daily PO for today. Thank you guys for staying tuned. Tomorrow we're going to have some uh, home sales data, some new home sales data, I should say. Building permits, see exactly what's going on in the housing market. See how fucked over all of us under 30-year-olds are in terms of actually our odds of being able to purchase a home within the next five to six decades. Now, there's certainly going to be a lot of other price action going on. You're definitely not going to want to miss it as everybody's kind of returning from the weekend and finally getting away from their families that they were forced to spend three or four whole entire days around. I mean, I personally was rushing out the door. I don't know about you guys. Again, sorry, Mom and Dad. Please don't shoot me a text after this, but can't wait to see you guys again. Definitely stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun. All right. Have a great rest of your day, Apes. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.